Welcome to the Blessed Sacrament Homilies Podcast, where our mission is to help everyone recognize and experience the presence of God. We hope you are nourished and encouraged by the Word. Thank you for joining us. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My normal early morning routine is to drink coffee and read the free press. And in the middle of the week, there was some truly unbelievable news that I read. It happened to be in the sports page. 
And here's the news. The five and seven lions were favored at that time by two and a half points over the ten and two Vikings. Well, let's see what happens before we do anything with that. But I couldn't help but think that the only one, the only person in the history of the world that could have been that optimistic to predict that would have been Isaiah. Because Isaiah clearly always had an extremely optimistic approach to our existence. And even in the midst of suffering and exile, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of fear of abandonment from God's love, Isaiah was that voice that continued to say, all is good, God's still in control, and better days are ahead. Don't give up. Well, my mother was a lot like that. She could always remain optimistic, and she could also look in the rearview mirror, even in the midst of suffering and difficulty, and still see the hand of God at work. And that brought her great comfort, and it also brought great comfort to those around her like me. I think it probably found its roots by being a child of the Depression and living in such poverty and seeing that things got better as time went on. But she also faced a lot of other suffering, her father dying when she was young, a lot of hopes that she had getting crushed by the fact that without a father, she didn't have the money for college like they had planned, all those kind of things. She remained hopeful. But the greatest gift she had was that looking in the rearview mirror to see the hand of God at work in tragedy. On the day my father died was one of those moments. I um, had just gotten into the rectory in Shepherd, and the phone was ringing. And it was my mother on the other end of the line. And she was frantic. And she said, they found your father. He was getting into his car, and he was non-responsive. And they're doing CPR. What do I do? And I said, is there a nurse there? And she said, yes. We'll put the nurse on. Talk to the nurse. He had been non-responsive for 20-plus minutes after they found him. And I said, told the nurse, stop it. Stop okay. Well, then all of the stress took over, and I jumped in my car and ran to the hospital where my dad was at, met my mother. We did all those things you have to do when someone you love dies, and then went home. Now, we were both so wound up by that stress that there was no way we could sleep. So we sat in the living room, and mom made some coffee, and we were just kind of reflecting a little bit on on dad and the sorrow we were feeling. And that's when she looked at me and she said, God has been really good to us tonight. And I looked at her and I said, what in the world can you possibly be talking about? She said, well, imagine if your dad got in the car, started it, and started to drive home. And then that happened to him. He could have killed somebody else. He could have hurt somebody it could have been awful, but it didn't happen. 
And I just sat there dumbfounded. Because if she was able to see something good in the midst of losing that husband she loved so much, then I got to learn to see something good happen in the day-to-day moments of my life where I feel stressed out or sad or struggle. And if I allow myself to do that, I virtually always find, yep, God was working in that moment. God was working in this moment. It makes sense. Well, Isaiah did that for all of humanity. Let's make sure we listen to his message. (laughs) 